Hey, it's Maggie. I can't get to my phone right now. You know what to do. Dude, Maggie, I have something to tell you. You gotta call me back. <laughs> Not the Oscar, go! <laughs> but I was like, well shit, if I'd known he was gonna pay for it, I would've asked us to get food. Yeah, actually, I'll take the mozzarella sticks. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely a little red flaggy to me because some days it's 80-20, some days it's 99-1. When in doubt, communicate it out, man. Forever and always. Peace, love, not the bears. Because the bears still suck. Hey, it's Maggie. And Tia. And this, this is, is Call, Call Your BFF. BFF. And action. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Call Your BFF. Hello, friends. With Snoop and Matthew McConaughey here live. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> just kidding. It's just me and Tia. <laughs> Fooled you. Happy Groundhog Day to those who celebrate. To those of you who don't, I don't know what you do have against groundhogs. Yeah, I'm really hoping that little shit sees its shadow. <laughs> yeah, if it doesn't see its shadow, why I oughta... <laughs> So, our country of the week is France. Ooh, wee wee. We have six whole downloads from France. More than Thailand. Six is a lot more than Thailand. Thailand, we had one. Right? (laughs) Well, Thailand, we we have five. Oh, shoot. Really? Yeah. So, Sab's either listened to half of our episodes or her and Jarrett both listened to our episodes. That or maybe... At the place that they were staying, people overheard them talking about the podcast, and they're like, ooh, what are these Americans talking about? We may never know, but that'd be cool. Please let me know what you're listening to. I must listen to those two. <laughs> they're laughing a lot. I wonder what they're laughing at. Okay, I have a few fun facts. This this okay, one's 30, 30 interesting facts, so I'll, I'll have a few. Um, Louis the... Okay. Hmm. I don't really know my Roman numerals. What's XIX? Roman numeral XIX? 19. Louis the 19th, if that's how you (laughs) say it. I don't know how to do Roman numerals either. (laughs) Louis the 19th was the king of France for just 20 minutes. The shortest reign ever. Why 20 minutes? The French king only enjoyed 20 minutes of royal fame after his father, Charles X, abdicated, leaving him to ascend the French throne in July of 1830. After the brief period, Louis Antoinette also abdicated in favor of his nephew, the Duke of Bordeaux. This makes him the joint shortest reigning monarch in history. So people died and then people said, he's not good enough to be king. You're out of here. Is what I'm gathering. Basically. But he says he shares this astonishing record with Crown Prince Louis-Philippe, who technically became the King of Portugal after his father was assassinated, but then he died from a wound 20 minutes later. That was more what I was expecting. (laughs) That is... I was expecting death. I would like a movie made out of that. (laughs) Yes, please. Like Like a comedy movie with all of the actors that are in The Hangover. So kind of like Monty Python-esque. Yes. So that was an interesting one. That is an interesting fact. Uh, okay, I think this is a good one to wrap it up with. Live snails okay. must have a ticket to ride high-speed trains. Not the escargot. The escargot on the cargo. 
<laughs> so I don't know train in Spanish or Spanish. Wow. French. According to French law, it is against the law to carry live snails on a high-speed train without them <laughs> having their own ticket. In fact, any domesticated animal under five kilograms must be a paying passenger. <laughs> <laughs> so they can't take a midnight train going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not the escargot. <laughs> In 2008, a French man was actually fined when a ticket inspector caught him carrying the critters on board a TGV. Luckily, though, France's state-owned rail company ended up waiving the fine. <laughs> that is probably the best fun fact I feel like we're ever going to get. I love that so much. And also, I love that you chose France today, too, because that is a perfect segue into the month of love. Because I feel like France is known for its, like, romance, its love, the beautiful language. Oui, oui. Oui, oui. Welcome to Love Month. Also, Tia's birth month. Yep, my birth month. I would be born in the shortest month of the year. Fun fact, Tia is a Valentine's baby. Baby, I am. Which my dad every year says, there you go, Becky, here's your Valentine's, and then just points at me. She... <laughs> What a great cop out. Right? <laughs> He's like, I don't need to get a card. I don't need to get roses. Nope. I just need my daughter to be here and point at her. And then she says something stupid and mom goes, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so today's theme is, I feel like we shouldn't even have themes because half the time we go off track anyway. But the theme True. we're going to plan on sticking to as of right now. We'll do our best. Is red flags in relationships <gasps> specifically that could disguise themselves as green flags and vice versa. So I like this. I pulled all of these off of Reddit. We love Reddit. Lay them on. I feel like this one's a good one to start with. I'm excited. It says, having good friends of another gender. A lot of people think guys mm. having female best friends or vice versa is a red flag. But person, personally, it shows me that you view women and men as people rather than mere objects of attraction. I do like that. I think it's important to have many friends. Right. That's, and I'm like, I think it's important yeah. to have different types of friends too. Like when I think about that question in particular, I think of like cisgender heterosexual relationships where that feels harder. But when I think about like individuals who are like gay or lesbian or whatever near and far in between – that's not really as talked about. So it's really interesting that heterosexual relationships tend to have more struggles with this piece. If this is like a red flag or a green flag. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. That's so true. I don't know. There's like, there's also I the think piece. I it's good to have different friends. For sure. Like and I feel like friends. there's equally, like I've had equally close friendships with guys that I've had with girls. Yeah. Maybe not right now in my life, but like for sure in high school, I was definitely closer to more guys than I was girls. I was too. And able to be on like a deeper level with some guys too. But I definitely don't see that as being a red flag. Um, Ooh, this is a good one. Still being friends with exes. Lots of people take that as a red flag for getting into a relationship alternative view you mean every previous relationship you've had has ended toxically seems to be one common factor here spicy hmm 
This one's hard. I feel like, oh man, I totally agree with the like, nothing, it doesn't have to end toxic. Right. Because like, I've had relationships end that didn't end toxically, but I also don't want to be their friend. Yeah, I don't want to be friends with any of mine, so. No, I don't either. (laughs) Maybe we're not the people to talk to. Skirt. But I think, (laughs) like, if it's, like, one of those, like, I picture, like, rom-com-y type things where it's, like, you were Mm -hmm. friends for a long time and you tried to date and it didn't work out, but, like, you didn't really have any, like, issues or, like, it didn't really get, like, intimate. I don't know. I feel like that wouldn't be as weird, but I think it's so situational. Yeah, and I feel like, like if it's like a close family friend. Right. We all tried to date and that didn't work. It's like your family's still friends. For sure. Yeah, I totally I totally agree with that piece of like you spend so much of like your life and stuff mm-hmm. with that person and their family and you kind of become not attached to them, but it's like I think it's okay to have those kind of like connections still. Right. Personally. I think if like my partner was really good friends with his ex still I think at first I'd have a problem I'm not gonna lie I'd be like yeah. this is weird and I think I'd really want to like understand mm-hmm. what was the relationship what did it mean to them how come they broke up and I would want to meet them obviously and be like are we cool if we're cool then I don't care but I feel like that could be dicey too I think it'd be weird though if you became friends with them it would feel like a love triangle yeah if if you were dating somebody that you then became friends with their ex, that's weird. But what if you didn't know? That'd be shitty. That'd be really I'd interesting. I'd be pissed. I'd be mad. I have to know if this has happened to somebody. It probably has. We need if any of our tells. listeners this has happened to you, talk to us about it. Yes. I want to know. I want to know the tea. <laughs> yeah, that one's a hard one. My My initial response is flag red. The flag red. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think I'm just a stick waving in the air. I don't have a colored flag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a pole. <laughs> like, okay, here's here's my here's my like story in my head. Okay. Mm-hmm. The guy and his and his ex girlfriend were together for four years. Okay. And they broke up because she said that she never wanted to have children. And he did. And that caused issues in their relationship. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's like a deal breaker for that guy. Yep. Which, that's hard. Because you could definitely be like, oh, what if he still has feelings with her? Like, he never, like, stopped loving her or something. It was right. because that she didn't want to have kids. It wasn't this whole huge thing. Yeah. Which is hard. But I think then, then that just brings in, like, this whole trust aspect. But I feel like at like a mature age and like once you can be like trusting of a partner like that it's like if that were the situation like perfectly fine like you've had shared Mm -hmm. experience and memories with that person like if you call them every year to catch up yeah it'd be different if you were going out to to dinner every week yeah huge difference i feel like you'd have to feel really secure about yeah that's a tough your sense of self and like who you are to like keep in check like Mm -hmm. jealousy or insecurity and then also have like a really strong foundation and trust with your partner so it's like communicate of like Mm -hmm. those times like if you were feeling kind of jealous of that person and like what that means for you and like what need am I not getting met because of this situation or like 
vice versa, like if the partner is like reaching out to the ex, mm-hmm. what feels like more often, like what need are you not getting from me? So I feel like it is going to be like, it could be dicey. And like, as long as your communication and trust is there, I feel like it wouldn't be as dicey. True. Always goes Crack back to communication. Code. Exactly. Um, okay. This one says, these were all like people writing them in on Reddit. So I'm just reading them okay. as they are. It says, my wife grew up objectively poor. I was raised not rich, but decently middle class. Her interest in my financial stability was a self-serving way to make sure I could take care of her in a stable way, rather than her being a gold digger. And she never saw me as a way to replace her own financial contribution. So she was concerned about his financial stability. So are we saying that's a good thing or a bad thing? It could go either way. I guess he's making the case that it wasn't a red flag because it was just the way that she grew up and she was wanting to make sure that she wasn't setting herself up for failure, I guess, in a poor financial... Just like the struggle. Yeah. But that for some people that could come across as like gold digging. I think that makes sense. Like, I think that's a super important part Mm -hmm. of a relationship to be able to talk about like the finances of things. Especially with, like, how expensive everything is now and, like, homes are expensive, groceries are expensive, gas is expensive, literally everything now is expensive. So I feel like that feels more strategic now than it did maybe, like, when Gold Digger, that song, came out. Like, things are more, like, reasonable, I guess. It's still expensive. But I think about, like, even, like, with my current relationship, like, we definitely talk about that stuff. Because, like, for me, that, like, feels really important because I want to feel stable and secure And, like, we grew up differently with money, so I think it is important to kind of talk about, like, how do we want to navigate that piece together, knowing that we grew up differently with our relationship with money. Because I I always feel really anxious with money, Mm -hmm. whereas, like, Brady doesn't, and that's okay. That doesn't mean either of us have a wrong relationship with it, but it's just, like, figuring out how to navigate that together. So I I think that's a green flag, honestly. Yeah. Again, it's just the communication piece. Right. Because if on the first date, she's like, oh, how much money do you make? It could be like, That's a weird oh, question why? To ask. Like, why? Are you going to, like, live off of my income type thing? Or, right. Or are you asking because of a, like, security piece? Right. That, like, you're, you will be, like, doing your own thing, but that your other half is also supporting themselves, mm-hmm. too. That I would like be an it. interesting first date question. That would be. If someone asked me how much I made on my first date, I'd be like, I mean, none of your business. Bye. (laughs) Interesting question. Next. (laughs) I plead the fifth. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this one, this one's a good one. Uh, Close relationships with parents are are often seen as a red flag. Yes, I've met mama's boys, but also sons who are attentive to their mom or dad. Same for daughters. I think it's a green flag, but I'm also super close to my family. Yeah, I saw a few like that were like this and I just like copied and pasted one of them, but yeah. Um a lot of them were saying like the red flag piece was that like oftentimes the family could be very overbearing or like controlling of that person's life mm. and like yes. controlling like through the relationship piece and I was like, well, that like all of flag. these have so many layers to them, but yes. I think off the bat of like somebody being like close like mama's boy or 
close mm-hmm. with a family member or parent, I feel like, I don't know. I don't see that as being an issue. No, I think that like, I feel like shows it's more like, comforting. moral and value. Yeah, for sure. Because like if they're close with their family, like that's like showing me like, ooh, okay, like when I'm with them, like when we create our family, right. our family is going to be close. And hopefully like his extended family, my extended family become one big family. Mm-hmm can do it that way so I I think I normally see that as like the green flag but I could definitely see the red flag if it was like they Toxic. only do like what their mom says or dad says right and like aren't willing to like compromise yeah yeah for sure this one says if he offers to pay that's a gentleman if he insists he's controlling I know sometimes I insist that I pay does that mean I'm controlling <laughs> It means you're independent. But I totally see where that, like, I have definitely been on dates with people that are like this, for sure. I think it's depending on, like, how they say it. Yeah. And, like, how they go about it. Because, like, I think you can, like, jokingly be like, oh, I insist. Like. Right. You know? But if it's like, no, I insist. But what if, what if they said to you, like, oh, a woman never pays for anything? I get mad. I'd be like. Yeah. The heck? Girl makes money too. I mean, thank you. Like, obviously, like, I'm broke, but also. Yeah, I feel like I actually can't afford to pay this, but screw you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Next. <laughs> but I was even like, I think back to like Brady and I's first date. Like, I always like have done it where it, whoever asks for the date pays. Mm-hmm. Like, that's always just like been how I like to do it. And like, I asked Brady on the first date. So I like full intention was paying for that date. And I remember, because it'll be, February 5th was our first date, two years ago almost. And uh, I remember, like, he's like, oh, like, we should order food, too, because we're only going to do drinks. And in my head, we went to, like, an expensive place. (laughs) And I was just like, I'm not hungry. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not hungry. (laughs) Even though I was starving. And we were there for six hours for this date. (laughs) Like, we just, like, kept talking. And... By the end, he was like, oh, like, I'll pay for it. And I was like, no, like, I want, like, I asked you on this date, like, I'll pay for it. And he was like, nope, I'll do it. And I was like, no, like, please let me pay for this date. Like, I asked you, like, that's that's just my moral. Like, let me, let me do this. And he ended up paying for it. So then I was like, well, shit, if I known he was going to pay for it, I would have asked us to get food. Yeah, actually, I'll take the mozzarella sticks. (laughs) (laughs) Can I have another to-go bag, please? (laughs) I would have been the red flag. <laughs> hold, hold the tab. <laughs> I'm not done. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's definitely, obviously, there's the whole like gender stereotype of like, yeah, I forget what they call it, but just like being, well, I guess just being a gentleman. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, especially for like first dates and stuff like that. But I, so it was somebody that I went on a date with when I was in college, but. I think we just went like Mm -hmm. it was it was like a literal date like we went for dinner and then I ignored all of his texts (laughs) every time he asked me again (laughs) but it was was one of those yeah it was super fun but it was one of those like very like I'm gonna take care of you for the rest of your life type people I was like yeah no no thank you (laughs) yeah I can take care of myself yeah and you can be alongside me, but I don't need to be taken care of. Yeah, exactly. I guess, yeah. That would be a red flag if it was more so, like, old school-like, where, like, the man does everything. I'd be like, yeah, yeah. fuck that. Yeah. I don't need to be catered to hand and foot. Also, like, no. I have I'm grown. I'm I can take grown. care of myself. 
I like it occasionally, but there's that independence piece that yes. comes to, comes to play for sure. Hundred percent. Okay, being yourself and acting similarly with everyone you know. I've been told that it's weird that I don't act differently based on who I'm with, as if I have to flip a switch and hand the reins over to a second personality. An ex of mine said that she liked that about me because it meant I was comfortable with myself and confident. I feel like it'd be the red flag if you did act differently in a lot of different places. Yeah. I was going to say this reminded me of, um, I think it was our last episode when we were talking about like being friends with like different people that are very different. And like, I definitely, I'm not going to say I have different personalities, but there are definitely people that I am way more extroverted around and other people that, and, and I don't even know if it's like an introvert extrovert thing. It's just like different things that we share that I'm more or different like, energy energetic level. about. Yeah, exactly. But I would also yeah. say I'm never that different across the right. board. You know, like it's That's not what I was like, going to say, Oh, this person's a totally different person when they get with so-and-so unless right. it's, it's me and you. Otherwise it's well, that's different. Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> but I think like overall, if it's like decently consistent, yeah. That makes sense. Like, my energy levels are different depending on who I hang out with, too. Or, like, how much I ate that day or slept yeah. the night before. Like, whatever. But, like, my humor's the same. Yeah. My laugh is the same. Like, I think, like, more, like, personality traits. I think of it more personality. Where, like, if my personality mm-hmm. is, like, consistent as it should be, green flag. But if it's someone who's, like, one of the spectrum to the other to the next to the yeah. farther side again, like, that would be flaggy to me. Yeah. Okay. Openly having dorky hobbies can either be a sign of immaturity or maturity. Hmm. I smiled I, right away. I think it's fun to have those like different like quote unquote like nerdy things because that makes you you. And also yeah. like we get to be kids still even though we're adults. Like we should still be able to like enjoy the things that we enjoyed from a young age to now. Yeah. I feel like there's certain things that wouldn't be like a they wouldn't be like a deal breaker or anything like that, but there are definitely certain things that I would be like, uh I guess it would be like give me the ick type thing. And what one of them the would be like super into like anime. That's fair. Cause I just think it's creepy. I think an ick for me would be like if they slept with like their childhood blanket. Or, like, childhood stuffed animals yeah. still. Like, I have mine sitting next to my bed, but that shit's not staying in my bed with me. <laughs> like, it's just, like, metal stuffed animal. But, like... Yeah, that would, that if, would be If weird. my partner, like, did that, I think that would be... That'd give me the ick. But I think... I don't know. There, I don't know if there's really... Like, there's definitely dorky hobbies. But... Yeah. For the most part, you would like know that about that person I I don't it's like hard to that's something you would talk about at the beginning of the relationship right and then you're either into that or you're not or you just let them be into it if they are type thing like right I don't know I like to knit I wouldn't put that on my dating profile (laughs) (laughs) likes to knit (laughs) but it's actually funny because um when we moved in so I knew yeah. that like Tyler built his like computer and everything and yes. I'm trying to think back. I don't think he ever really made any mention that he like played video games. 
But then we moved in and he like moved his mm-hmm. Xbox and stuff and he like set it up by the TV and I was like, it's kind of like clunky looking. Could we just put it under yeah. there for when we do do something? And he was like, oh no, like I like I play. <laughs> and then he was like playing some computer game and I was like, what are you playing? And like we joked about it too. I was like, you you hid the fact that you played video games from me <laughs> until after we moved in together. And he's like, well, kind of. I would always play after you left. But again, it's like that's one of those so things. Funny. Like, I don't care that you like playing Call of Duty. Like that's a hobby of yours. Go for it. Like it's not right. I'll knit you Call of Duty. Yeah, exactly. I would prefer not to listen to all the shooting guns. So if you could just mute that, that'd be great. <laughs> Put your headphones on. Yeah. What's the next one? Um, I think a lot of actions that actually turn out to be love bombing in the beginning can be a red flag after a while. It may seem nice, the attention, the gifts, the focus on you, and all the affection, but obviously if it, if, if it is over the top and is love bombing, that's just to manipulate you down the line. It's really hard to notice in the moment. For sure. Yeah. But I have also experienced that with, like, friends where I've been like, um, are you seeing what I'm seeing? (laughs) That's true. I think I see this more. I mean, I haven't really had a relationship that did that, but, like, like, friendships that have been just, like, over the top. And, like, I'm a needy friend. I can own that. I love talking to my friends all of the time. I would text every single one of my friends 24-7 if I could because I'm a needy (laughs) friend I know that I am and I recognize that I cannot have that need met all of the time because people are busy but the people that are like more needy than me I'm like whoa this is a lot and that puts me in my face pretty quickly of like I should just like let my friends talk to me sometimes and not just bother them all of the time (laughs) so my my memes that I send or my Instagram video reels is like my way of like subtly being needy and not not being over the top and just texting all the time. So I am a red flag. <laughs> I'll I own think that the, like the gif gifts thing is a lot too of like I hate gifts. Yeah, but there's like some people that I totally like totally remember just like being friends with people that were dating people and they'd be like, "Oh, I got like this extravagant thing for our three month anniversary and then we went on a cruise and then we did this and it's like, um, why? <laughs> Just a little much. Right. And then like conveniently they broke up because he w- he went insane on her. <laughs> it's like, well, could have saw that coming. Craziness. Um, Next. being super passionate about something. Too many people mistake passion for weirdness and choose not to pursue because it creeps them out, which is understandable, I guess. If you can't enjoy that part of them, you wouldn't enjoy being with them. But also that speaks more about you than it does them. That's kind of what I was saying with like the hobby thing is like if you're upset at the fact that like the person you're with is like obsessed with, I don't know pokemon snoop dog and they want to go to a pokemon convention then like maybe you shouldn't be with them i don't know <laughs> yeah no that makes a lot of sense and i feel like yeah i feel like if it's a passion that you're like have a major ick about yeah that's gonna bring a lot of contention but mm-hmm. also we're all supposed to have passions and it's okay that they're different but can we love them for that passion 
Right. Communication. We love it. It's the key. I've I've seen this too with like some of our friends that do triathlon or, or runners and stuff that Yeah. You know, like they'll come out and bike with us or they'll we'll do something and we're like, Oh, like what's your girlfriend doing today or mm-hmm. what's your wife doing? <laughs> And like, oh, like she does her own stuff on Saturdays. Like I go bike for four hours and she goes shopping. Like it works. Yeah. It's like that kind of stuff. Like some people would be like, oh, you're obsessed with, you know, working out and you never spend time with me. Whereas like other people or like if you're communicating properly, it's like, no, this is mm-hmm. what I choose to spend my time doing. What do you like to do? You can go do that right. while I do this. <laughs> And I feel like it's so different depending on, like, where you are in your relationship. Like, living together versus not living together. Yeah, for sure. I think about, like, like Brady and I don't live together. And, like, there's certain, like, passions that I have. Like, my coaching soccer, he's just like, oh, that just, like, takes up so much of your time. And I'm like, but, yeah, but that's when you get to play video games. Yeah. And, like, finding that balance. But also, like, when I don't have soccer and he's playing video games, I'm like, oh, why are you playing video games? So it comes back to us, like, being able to communicate of, like, okay, what days are we hanging out? Let's be strategic. Like, I want you to play video games with your friends. Like, I think that's great. And you want me to be able to hang out with my friends or coach soccer or, like, do all those other things. And it's more like living apart. It's more like navigating that conversation, I feel like, versus, like, living together. It'll still be that conversation, but that whole routine's going to look different because we'll just see each other more living together. Right. There's more time spent actually together. Right. Which... Yeah, that's what, like, even with Tyler and us, and Tyler and me, it's, like, we have to, like, sometimes just find things to do that are, like, not just sitting on our couch and eating dinner. Yeah. And calling that quality time. (laughs) (laughs) When you guys do, you guys are both so active, too. Yeah. And before, like, that was how we would spend time together. But now it's, like, now it's just, like, a part of our day-to-day. But... Mm -hmm. Gross. Oh, that kind of leads into this one. Spending too much time together. If you are truly each other's best friend, you will find yourself invested in their losses and proud of their accomplishments. You will share dreams mm-hmm. and aspirations. I totally agree with that. 100%. As being, like, not a red flag. Yeah. Because I, I feel like point. we're a pretty good example of that. Like, people are like, oh, you do everything together. It's like, well, we mm-hmm. enjoy doing everything together. But we also do things separately. (laughs) Right. And a lot of your passions are really aligned too. But on the flip side, like you could be like one of those scenarios earlier. Like you like to go do this and they like to go do this. That's just how it is sometimes. Yeah. I think it's finding like what your balance as a couple is. Yeah. I could totally see this though. Like while we were in school. Because there were definitely times and relationships where it was like all you do is hang out with this person and that's hard because you're also like trying to like get to know them and like start a life with somebody but it definitely causes like friendships to drift in like college and high school I think it is so hard to find this balance and creating like good connections where we have our friendships we have our partner and finding that balance because like we get annoyed with people that we hang it, hang out with all the time. Like that's a very natural thing. And I think like there's so many times where Brady fills up my cup so big and it just like makes my whole week. And then there's other times where like, I just need that girl talk because there's just sometimes mm-hmm. where I think guys just don't like emotionally get where we're, our emotions are coming from sometimes. So it's nice to have like 
our girlfriend to be like there to like talk about those things or just like do like more like girly things that like we right. vibe with versus like what like Brady and I can do together or like doing things as like couples and like double dates. Like I feel like we all need a health, whatever our balance looks like, but we all need a little bit of everybody in that too. Yeah. Which is hard to find that balance. Now that I'm really thinking about it. Cause it's like, I think yeah. every week is so different and as we get older, our lives get busier depending on, like, where we're living, what our job is, are you starting a family, having a dog. Like, there's a lot of things that can pull us in so many directions. So it's it's finding that intentional time, like, kind of what you were talking about earlier of, like, what that quality time looks like and gaining that love and that support from our partner and, like, those friendships too because that's just as important. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, like you said, like, it's still super important to still have that, like, mm-hmm. act, like interaction with other people, no matter how much time you spend with one person. Right. Because otherwise you're never getting another perspective or you're, like, you're mm-hmm. constantly being, I don't know, you're, like, morphing into that person. Yeah. Too. So, I don't know. I feel like we could completely dive into these and go both ways. <laughs> I know, that's why I'm, like, having such a hard time, because I thought these were going to be, like, very, like, yeah, that's a red flag. That's a green flag. I thought they were going to be, like, really easy. Yeah, right? Um, Wanting everything to be 50-50. It's great when both parties aren't struggling. It's not great when my sister's husband refuses to pay her half of the rent when she just got laid off because it's 50-50. He's always keeping score. They might as well just be business partners. Yeah, that's that's definitely a little red flaggy to me because I am definitely more of that, like, some days it's 80-20, some days it's Mm -hmm. 99-1. Yeah. Like, in all areas, like, emotional, financial, like, when you're together and that's, like, combining your lives, like, sometimes there's, you have to do give, give or take. And having and that kind of hard expectation, in. yeah, like having that hard expectation on somebody, communication, but mm-hmm. is also like kind of... It's unfair. Especially in this situation of like, they just lost their, lost their job and it's like, where's half the rent? Right. Like, um, like accountability is good, but at the same time, you don't have right. to be rude. <laughs> No, it definitely comes with that balance. And I think, like, when I think about, like, yes, I want to strive for that 50-50 because that feels, like, the most fair. And life isn't fair. So it's, like, finding, like, what weeks can I pick up that you can't? Or if my health is declining, how can you help me in those places? And this ebb and this flow. Yeah. I feel like the biggest red flag is if you can't communicate, none of it's going to work. That's what we've learned. That's why God gave us a mouth and a complex brain to no words. <laughs> like escargot. Well, and that's a wrap. But I think the biggest thing that we kept coming back to is communication. Yeah. When in doubt, communicate it out, man. Thank you for joining us for another episode where we solved absolutely yes. nothing and rambled on. And learned about a couple things. Should we end our podcast with an actual ending and tell the people what we're going to do next week? Oh, sorry. Our friends, not the people. 
Wait, is it the Super Bowl next week? We're having a special guest. We are. Da, 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 da. We're Someone having, near and dear to our hearts. We're having an NFL player. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wannabe. Deion Sanders is joining us next week. Travis Kelsey. Yes. You know what? Next week, Travis Kelsey will be on our podcast. He even took time off of his own podcast with his brother. But speaking of brothers, we're actually just having my brother. But we're having Sean on the podcast. Sean on the podcast. So, um, if you guys have any questions that you want us to ask him. About can football. Let us know. Life. Sean never played football a day in his life. But I would be willing to put money on him on any football trivia night. Oh, thousand percent. He's so good at that stuff. And I'm very interested to hear his answers to some of our questions, including when did you become an Eagles fan and why? Yeah. Born and raised in Chicago. Except my favorite response to tell anybody who asks me if I'm a fan of football is, how can I be? I live in Chicago. That's a good answer. Because the Bears still suck. Yeah. Forever and always. Peace, love, not the Bears. Peace, love, not the Bears. The end. (laughs) 